I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And this is How's It Hold Up? Hi, I'm Danica. And I'm Jan. And I'm Valerie. And today we watched the Russian Soyuzmult film movie The Key from 1961. Uh, who would like to do a brief spoiler free plot synopsis? Okay. I'll Ugh. go forward if Ugh. you don't want to. Go for it, babe. All right. I, okay. okay. Um, all right. So the film starts with a uh, presumed father taking home balloons and things for a child. Uh, it seems like the world is bowing to his joy. And he gets home and is kind of c- confronted or like contrasted with kind of this uh, demanding mom who kind of steps on his his joy in a way. Uh, and the family is visited by three fairies who give them a ball of yarn that will lead their child to happiness. Uh, and they say that the, the sun will grow by the hour, not by the day. While the parents and the fairies are celebrating and, and having a happy time with like wine or something. The grandfather comes in with his gift of tools so that the, that his family, I think his grandfather made or his father made one of the tools and, and the mom's like, what is he, he doesn't need those. He has this ball of yarn to lead him to happiness. And, uh, the grandfather sees that as, Something that will undermine the the growth of his grandson and it will attempt to throw the yarn away. Uh, but the fairies uh, capture him in, in like a poster. And uh, even though he tries to fight, he is uh, turned into a poster and the son-in-law, the civil servant, takes him home uh, and just like tosses him on the bed with his tools and, and, and leaves. And so... The grandfather is determined to uh, understand where the son, where the grandson will go if he follows this ball of yarn to happiness. And and once he finds that it's not great, he uh, works with his friend, the academic scientist uh, guy. I just call him the professor. Magician, I think, is what they also said to say to save him from the land of happiness. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and as this fun fact puts it, the film is a satirical modern parable, modern for 1961, about the nature of happiness and a cautionary tale about the need to develop good work habits, personal responsibility, and conscience in life. So. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, which I think that description, not so much what Valerie said, but that description that I read makes it sound like it would be a really, I don't know, dour kind of film. It's not, though. It is preachy, definitely. And I don't agree with a lot of its moral values. But I did have a fun time watching it. So it's interesting. Uh, yeah, what what'd you guys think of this movie? It uh, reminded me of the style of the... Of it was I who drew the little man. Yeah. Uh, which um, I like to see what they what they do with it. Like I really like the simplistic art style, but like there was a few scenes of dancing, and those were always super smooth. And it made me think of the mechanical doll, where you have the design of the mechanical doll, but when she starts dancing, it is more obviously rotoscoped to be the figure of this person. But in this, they always kept it to the initial design. They stayed on model, basically. Yeah. But you could you could read the fluid movements. So yeah, really... you could tell it was rotoscoped in that the movements were so fluid and, like, like clearly they were using a base of people dancing. But, like, yeah, it didn't look like they were suddenly different people. Yeah, and that was... That was uh, super cool. So I liked how it looked, but I agree that the that it was preachy. But um, uh, it was it was kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in places uh, where 
I don't know if it was meant to be, but but I think it was I also intentionally was, funny. Too. I think there was a lot that was intentionally funny, definitely. But um, but I, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I, I really, think I would watch it again just yeah. to to break it down more. Right. But but I don't know if I'd recommend it. Yeah, it's hard to say because there's a lot there's a lot of things I liked in it, but then it's moralistic core I definitely don't. I don't know. It's fascinating. We'll have to talk about it. I'm still jury still out as far as me. I'm not quite sure. There were uh, very interesting, and we'll talk more. Um, there are some things that about this animation that. I don't know if, if even bother is the right word me, but that just always just kind of like throw me for a loop and that I just find almost kind of funny, whatever the, um, some of the animation that I will talk about, uh, proportions mainly, body proportions, uh, how it varies so, so greatly. Uh, anyway, and then, so yeah, it was, it was interesting. Um, there were some times that I, I wanted to fall asleep a little bit <laughs> and I had to fight myself, but that might just be because, because I, you're I'm tired. tired. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> who can say? Yes, who knows with me. Let's get specific. And I don't I don't actually have any fun facts. Russian, really? Russian movies I had the one that I read earlier. That's it. Like Russian movies tend to have sparse information about them, okay. uh, at least English translated. So, so I, I literally just bought a, a book and I don't know when it'll come in uh about like drawing the iron curtain. So I'm really curious I just want context and like like cultural context, studio context, because this is yes. I have none to provide you. Fascinating. Sorry. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Sorry. And very trippy to to think of just even to wrap my brain around the concept that you have a baby that grows by the hour, and <laughs> it's like, and then the land of happiness. The concepts there. That basically, yeah, you just. I don't know, we're in one big huddle and you just jump around like supposedly being happy or experiencing holidays. And then when you find your mate or whatever, you sit underneath the thing and then you turn old and then you sit in rocking chairs. I mean, it's just and then like, you die. And then you die. So it's like, okay. That's um, happiness yeah. question mark. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess themes you have uh, like the fantasy versus not even like reality, but uh, computers, mechanical, like, robots, fairies versus robots, um, fantasy versus, like, being modern. I, I, I'm not sure, but, but yeah, so, like, even Magic the, versus science. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yes, you have the fairies who provide Which makes it weird that he's referred to as a magician that one time, but I'm going to chalk that up to just a translation weirdness. That's very true. Uh, but, yeah, you have these fairies who provided this, like, yarn ball of happiness, and then... Whenever the grandfather goes there, there are, I guess the the ladies there are also fairies. And I think so, but they just all look the same. Yeah, they all look the same. Yeah, like the three fairies that provided the yarn balls. Were, I'm guessing those are like the leader fairies or something. Are just or at like least the, the sales, diplomatic. The sales team. Yeah, like, exactly. here's this yarn ball. <laughs> Uh, tell your friends. <laughs> uh, they all were vastly different, but I love how they all three, they like one was even looked like a little old lady. And then the other, like with a big nose, but she, you know, had a really, she had the neatest gown. If I you think. want to help us sell these yarn balls, you can be your own boss. Exactly. And, yeah. <laughs> and then the other that I guess was supposed to be the most, most attractive, you know, had this little head. She that wasn't I mean, she was, Yeah. But I just mean, but they were all like the, the guy and people refer to them as like, the beauties or the beautiful fairies or something like that. So it's not like any of them were distinguished as not being beautiful. So in that oh, sense, yeah. I like that. I mean, you know, <laughs> is that, is, is that cat dead? They kill that cat. It's in a poster. The grandpa wasn't dead, but is the cat ever going to come out of the poster? Or is it effectively dead? I hope not. It is someone going to save the a poster. cat? Is someone going to save that cow? I have no idea. Okay. I hope the parents <laughs> left to vacation. Maybe after they come back from vacation, they'll be mm -hmm. like, well, thankfully we didn't have to get anybody to feed the cat. Right. Cow. And now. <laughs> but I don't know what's out. going on or why for a lot of this, but I'm having a good time. These tools are marching and I'm all for it. <laughs> stuff just, just kind of let stuff wash over me. Yeah. I immediately loved the professor. Oh, oh yes. 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 style. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And just the, like, the, the like... The design of the, his lab. The stark, like, simplistic, futuristic design of his lab and his robots and stuff. Uh, yeah. 
like visually, but that's more animation. And uh, there was a point at which you said definitely not a gay robot about a robot that was definitely gay. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a poetry robot that that turns out just like keeps a... sweeping back his hair and he talks real dramatically and he's yeah he's it's but good. he's but he is a robot that makes mediocre poetry so other people don't have to I guess I guess. <laughs> and then there was another point where he said he has a screw loose uh, when a screw fell in in that robot's head. Yep. Yeah, you're, yep. you're a comedy genius over here. No, I mean, I'm sure that was intentional. <laughs> oh, I found out what Kissel is. It's a viscous fruit dish popular as a dessert and as a drink in northern, central, and eastern Europe. Ah, so yes, the land of, of happiness has uh, rivers of milk and apparently land of Kissel, so like land of a dessert. But like, functionally, it's very sticky when you walk in it, so yeah. it's not, actually not as cool as you think, guys. Yeah. <laughs> the the fairy that was in the Land of Happiness that was playing the piano. Oh, that was hilarious. Was so funny. So funny. Hilarious. She's just like playing and then she's like singing not very well and then and then she finishes her song and she just starts crying <laughs> and then and then later when when the grandfather's like running and trying to escape she's like playing the piano and like glaring at him but like playing music that's appropriate for a chase scene she was just killing me this lady yeah. <laughs> yes. so good yes. she's she's real committed to her bit yeah. Yeah. And the oh, and, to, and when they first the very first time the, the kid goes to this land of happiness, they the lady answering the door was so grumps. It was when the grandfather went. Was so oh when the grandfather went. Just looked so grumps and just you're like oh, this this is the land of happiness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These fairies were not they either looked bored or exhausted or I don't know. They did not look so happy. They had a vibe for sure. Yeah. <laughs> babe. Am I the only one that kind of ships these two old men? I guess. They just, they seem like real good friends. And like he goes to his professor friend for when he's like kind of in a crisis, both like stuff that this guy can actually help with, but also just like emotional support. Uh And towards the end, they were getting kind of handsy. And I'm just like, it's clearly not intended whatsoever, but I am reading stuff into this. So... (laughs) (laughs) You do you, boo. (laughs) Um, The other thing... I loved the tools. I loved how when the grandfather had been rolled up into the um, the poster, his tools, of course, got out of the box. And at first I was like, were they, were they going to try to hurt him? No, they loved him and they were so upset. They were, and crying. were crying. And then I love how when he popped himself out of the roll, out of out of the poster, they're all like that they're hugging. hugging on him. But then when he looks down at him, they just act like tools. But yeah. they were so cute. Oh my gosh, I like them. Very cute tools. Yes, the grandpa it is really... He really cares about those tools. No, he doesn't... Uh, it was tough to like put him into the poster. Like, oh, he yeah. He was really resistant to the mm-hmm, magic mm-hmm. that they were Unlike, Because we have the juxtaposition of the cat, right. who just immediately, once they drew a box around it, became a poster. Right. Yeah. But yeah, he, he it was a struggle for he's him. He's a strong-willed fellow. <laughs> it's important. It's important yeah. that he's like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I like too that well how they he is he is grumps he's a grumpy but he's still he has that caring compassion side because even though you don't see the the tools acted like tools when he looked down at them he I don't know whatever he said is like he's you know he it was sensitive it was so cute he was like don't pity me or something. Yeah, but he but he said something about them too. Like you, I don't know. He said something. I think about he you refers to them as precious or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, but some, some endearing term to the. He cares the about tools. those tools. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but too he much. also cares about his no. grandson. No, not like in a weird way. I just mean in like this dude really cares about his tools. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> like, maybe the, he's a little too. I mean, I get it. It comes from his like grandfather and stuff. Exactly. And they're they're sturdy. They don't break and stuff. Like that makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely there were there were some progression because some characters I like I didn't I was not a fan of the grandson, but then I I do feel like that they had a fairly good uh, story development. I mean, there. the grandson is key to is the key to the movie uh, <laughs> in terms of like he's he's the the one that's going astray and that needs to be put right by like the way he's being taught or whatever. Like he he's he's, a- he's the one who has to go on a journey to. Tell the moral of what this film is. Yes, it's like, oh, the parents raised him and spoiled him. 
And so he doesn't care about them whenever he leaves to go to the land of happiness and cares about the data baby that lets him give him a kiss. Yeah, yeah, but not the mom. But nope. the mom, which I wasn't a fan of the mom either. You're clearly but. not supposed to be a fan of the mom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, this civil servant dad was just so happy, but no, she has to be like, oh, wipe your feet, wash we'll, your hands, wear this mask. We'll talk more about the mom in a different section. Very fair. Yeah. and But but yeah, so the, the grandson is a product of how he was raised, but, you know, whenever he is taught correctly or learns to do for himself then then he will be you know act properly Mm -hmm. Uh, but to me you know begs the question of like oh you're that lady's dad so like why is she like this if your way is the correct way Good question. Um, or is must it just because she's a... must have had a wife that taught the wrong way, and that's why he's alone now. It's because it was because he had to leave her because she was she was a bad wife, and also he's gay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I can't wrap my brain around this world because I'm not like sure, when, though, for because more. when it starts and the dad is out in the world before he goes. Also weird how the door opened. Like was that. The, the, the whole building was just opening We'll talk up, about but, it in animation. Yeah, that, that was interesting. But, okay, so in the world, before he went into the opening door, is it looked like, you know, city, you saw a mix of people, you saw parents with children, you saw, you know, some, some, some different people. So, you know, they seem to be living their lives in what we would consider fairly normal manner. But then you have this land of, you know, balls of yarn and, Kids can be given, you have fairies and that nobody seems surprised that fairies come to visit you when you have a child. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, they were, I'm not saying they necessarily acted like they were expecting them, but they certainly did not seem surprised that these fairies showed up, you know, and then you're hanging out and having high tea with these fairies. The professor guy knew about fairies too. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, fairy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, um, and then of course, you know, you have this land where of just happiness, where that you just don't see anybody else you just it's are really in of happiness it's really not supposed to be thought about very closely like yeah. the point it's a parable right yeah. it, it's one of those yeah it's yeah it's a, it's a children's story right um so that is accepted in the world yeah yeah but but i do have a it's not like a, a well-built fictional world with like really good world building it's a parable <laughs> like, yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean the the what the fairies provide this ball of yarn could be any anything that will is uh it's a metaphor is a shallow happiness or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we didn't even mention the uh, the place of like easy triumphs or whatever. Oh, no, that, that was yet. funny. Yeah, yeah. Yes. it is the that's a whole thing too. Kingdom of quick feats and easy victory. Yeah, yeah. there we go. I like him having to just like the, the, the whole vast. I don't know, whatever it was, and then all the, the edges came yeah, together, yeah. and he just stepped over it, and just different things. Oh, my god! Easy, gosh. easy feats. Yeah, he's like, oh, I've got this key that I, I won from these trials, but, oh, no, this gold key is not strong enough to Only a key that you've made lock. with your own hard work will open it. Yep. Uh, um, yeah, it's... <laughs> at every at every turn, it's very focused on the moral thing because it's a parable. Yeah, yeah, like the the uh, professor or the grandfather asking these genius robots, uh, you know, is it possible to provide ready made happiness? And what will that person become? Gonna be a loafer. Yeah, a bum. Exactly. Like that's what these genius robots say. These smart technology will predict that. No, this, uh, the person that comes out of that is not good. I figure probably in spoilers, we're going to really dive into, because then we're able to talk about the movie, the entire movie. This is where we'll really dive into the morals and how we feel about it. And stuff. Sure how we feel about it, but like, it's, it's obviously there. Like yeah. it's building it up throughout oh, the Oh yeah, I mean, mostly about how we feel about it. I'm not saying you shouldn't oh, sure. be saying what you're saying. But okay, the, the, there will be more. Yeah. Let's talk some about the animation. Like mom was alluding to earlier, there's a part at the beginning where the buildings just like pull apart for the dad to walk through. I really like that. <laughs> like it's just, he like crosses the street and then in front of him is buildings like skyscrapers or whatever. Uh, and they just, they just like pull apart like an interlocked thing. 
so that he can just walk through and then they close back up. Uh, I enjoyed that. It was a fir- <laughs> for kind of a first look at the way that this world just kind of morphs sometimes. It's fun. Yeah, like it was uh, illustrative of like when you have this, you know, joyful thing that happens to you, like people will be... Again, not all like the cars will to... stop for you as you cross the street and everything. But yeah, it fe- it feels like things are 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 not are not either done like for you or like uh, with you in mind in terms of like oh yes here you go like this is good for you like and also ahead. all the balloons that he has represent his joy yes um and so he's. He's almost walking on air as he's walking, but then he gets home. Yes. And his, I really and his, love that, actually. His, the walking on air. Yes. He yeah. was just very bouncy, uh-huh. and, it, and the balloons were carrying him up. And then he gets home, and his his horrible wife starts <laughs> starts saying things, and his, the balloons start popping, because his joy is leaving him. Right. Um I also like the grandfather grabbing his chest when told his grandson won't work. Just like a nice bit of character animation. He's like... <laughs> No. <laughs> My grandson a loafer? I also not quite sure what the traffic situation because when he was going through that thing, how many rows of cars were there that were stopped? Like ten or more. Um, All of them would yeah, stop for a lot of lanes. No, yeah, yeah, but a lot of lanes spread out instead of You need of, a lot yeah. of lanes to emphasize the extent to which the world's stopping for yeah, him as he so. walks through. <laughs> I guess so. No, one of the things that just cracks me up with this kind of anime, or I don't know, just um, I find very interesting is it's just the the vast variation of of character, of how they draw characters, and then size differences. Because so the so the father had this big round, almost like egghead, and one of the fairies had this little had this long skinny neck and this little tiny head. And when they were dancing, I mean, seriously, because, you know, when they would rotate around, (laughs) the difference was huge. Like probably five of her heads could have fit into the size of his head. And then um, I just always were like, okay. And then, and then his wife, the mom, she had this, and she was the only one that kind of had this character design where she had just her head and her neck, went as one but then her neck got thicker and it just was really long and so her it was just weird proportions for different features and different people very interesting character designs yeah Yeah. Yeah. i think my favorite which was the the one that seemed to have like a fishnet neckline yes yes uh hyacinthia or something the the middle one i liked her design the best definitely and she had like boots like uh, stereotypical witch boots with striped socks. Uh, yeah, liked her. Well, it's funny you said witch boots. She was supposed to be a fairy, but yeah, she was more witchy looking. It was yeah, cute. yeah. Then the first one kind of looked like a nun or something. Yeah. Yeah. And the third one was stereotypical Cinderella fairy godmother, it felt like. And maybe that was rep- representative of these sorts of stories and things yeah, that yeah. are, that will uh, tempt you with with shallow false happiness or something. Yeah. She was the one with the tiny head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you talked about how the the tools moved. And, and yes, the, those were fun little designs. It was, I think that was one of my more, one of the sequences I enjoyed a lot was seeing the tools walk out of the bag and interpreting how each of them would kind of move through the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You had like... They grew, they grew arms and stuff. Some too. of them did. Yeah, like the hammer grew arms and legs, but you had a pair of. Uh, did it have legs? I think so. Okay, but you had a pair of pliers that didn't, and it like rotated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of laterally to step. Uh, and then you had uh, a ruler, one of the rulers that have hinges that you can kind of bend out to measure, and so that moved kind of like a snake or something. Yeah, yeah. That was delightful. Mm-hmm. Oh, they also made the choice that um, most of, other than the very opening scene, when they did travel um, and were like when the parents went to go get in the car and to drive out the boy into the field and the country, they made the choice that, I mean, not only was the sketching of the the city and the, and the, and the buildings and the other places minimal, but they were almost non-existent. Like there was, it, it was interesting. It was very, very minimalistic. Yeah, they basically with the backgrounds only showed you the things that they felt were important. Was, yeah, it's interesting. I liked it. 
Yeah, and it was just, sorry, I know we mentioned once before, i just interested to wonder what what was the reasoning behind um, then in the land of of happiness, why all the fairies looked identical. Because, well, I just mean, given the fact that the fairies that we met at the beginning of this were all very vastly different from each Those other. Those are the drone workers? Oh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. that or like, is this a... Is this a racket of like, yeah. It's a racket, Luring the most people into this uh, horrible thing. And so it's like, well, you put in a, uh, a tempting face to the ones that go into the streets and give you the the yarn of happiness. Uh, oh, oh, is, I guess it might just be, could it be stories like yarn, spinning a yarn? Mm. Do you think that's what that is? Possibly. Mm. It's hard to say what, you know, that's not necessarily a phrase in Russian, but... But they I didn't they charge. Have, no, I don't know if they have it. No, similar. that's a really good point. But they didn't charge them for it. It just, just no. That's the thing. You you lure them in. It's like no, you don't have to pay. But the payment is their life. These lost. ladies are sucking their souls once they die. They Something? just eat them. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. I don't think we need to spend a lot of time on this. But I don't think this could be live action. At least. Not in function the same way. Like, it's a Maybe parable. You ask the question each time because that's not helpful. For <sighs> what here. would the movie have been like <laughs> if it were live action? You happy? Yeah. Good. <laughs> um, it's a parable meant for children. And so, like... Yeah, I think... It has... If you did something like this in live action, you gotta have, like, bright, colorful costumes and, and weird stuff like that. But, like, it's... It's going to be harder to do. Like, the message is very cloying and preachy. So you really got to, like, dress it up. And having fun animation and weird things like the tools moving on their own and all that sort of stuff is, like, you got to have that kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't make... It doesn't... It's not a product that makes sense to me as a live-action endeavor. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd agree that this would... I mean, in a lot of things that are animation, you put it in live action, it gets very grounded. So you'd have to make it more theatrical, I think, to be effective and not just be even more kind of hokey. Yeah. Let's talk about sound design. The composer is Lev Solon. And uh, the music was just going ham right out the gate as those credits played. That music was just going. And part of the problem is that we had the volume up too loud. But still, it was just like, it was really going. Um, the music is is pretty interesting throughout this. Um, definitely lots of lots of interesting, upbeat, loud music at times. Uh, that song that started at the, at the uh, table while they were drinking wine and stuff. Oh, yeah. That was a jam. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good, that was an enjoyable song. Really like that part, and and Musical, I like musically. Yeah, and I liked how just the animation paired with it of like the guitar or whatever uh, appearing out of nowhere. Yeah, and, or she she conjures it. Or something. Yeah, plays it, hands it to the guy, but then it kind of like disappears after a little bit. Like delightful. Yeah, it was very good. Yeah, you mentioned the part with the witch or the fairy playing the piano. That was delightful. Yeah, it seemed it was good. Let's go to the part that our podcast is named after. How's it hold up? Not great. Um, let's talk <laughs> what, about what the. What did it hold up? Let's talk about the mom first. Um, she's pretty much written from the get go to be like shallow and domineering, and just you're immediately not supposed to like her. Yeah, it's a lot of just ugly stereotypes for for a wife. Uh, to have basically, so it's unpleasant. I don't like seeing it here. It's it's just to show you how bad a parent she is. Um, and I think we're supposed to think the father isn't necessarily a very good parent either. But I it's agree. mostly because he's allowing himself to be domineered by a woman is kind of the insinuation there. Agreed. Like the the grandfather pointing out that he's a civil servant, while the rest of the film is, like, working with your hands, using tools and things like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's not manly enough. Exactly. So he's not a good father. Yeah, very, con- yeah, just so very condescending. Because, yeah, yeah, he just repeated that multiple times. The grandfather is civil servant. You're a civil servant. Didn't even have a name. But, um, yes, yeah. Yes, this, this, uh, 
This is very much a product of a patriarchy. Like, you can feel it very early on. It's just like, women shouldn't be too powerful because they're often awful. And the the grandfather, he's, he's the one who knows what's up. You need to listen to his advice because he got it from his father and his grandfather. And they had good advice. Like, those are the sorts of people you need to be listening to. Right. And then- all, of, all of the good people are old men yeah. <laughs> in this movie. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you do have the the little robot. Who was made girl. by an old man. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, and even when, sorry, um, to reinforce going back to the mother and making her just a negative character from the beginning, not only did she, you know, like supposedly suck all the joy out of the father, but she also... You know, they had her be very superficial, like when yes. it came to, to gifts or decor or whatever, like yes. that that wasn't newer or trendy enough. And then when the boy, when they brought him to the field, he wouldn't even give his mom a kiss goodbye because he seemed to have no attachment to her. Um, but he did give the father a kiss. So, yeah, just not a very positive and really not, honestly, to me, not complimentary or not enduring even at, to any part of being a family unit because even if you want to look generationally it's not like the uh it's not like it seemed like the daughter was endeared to the father her mm-hmm. grandfather um or them as a as a couple and you don't know why there's no grandmother and and they, there's just like nothing generationally and then um there's no kind of bond that's shown or established between you know the parents and the child. Yep. Uh, and then, yeah, as far, we'll talk about it in spoilers, uh, but I think fairly safe to say that the overall moral stance of this film just doesn't, doesn't really hold up. Not to, not to us, at least. I don't know. We'll talk about it in more detail. And I don't know where this would have gone. I forgot to, to speak about it, but weird choice that they don't put any kind of diaper on the baby. And that <laughs> just bothered me because, like, first of all, then when when she, you know, tells the, the dad to cover his face and all that, but there's just a naked baby in the bed. The, the baby's naked the whole time. And they, and they even show his little, you know, genitals and everything, but he's just there. And then when he grows by the hour and he kind of grows out of his bed, he's wearing a shirt and again, no diaper, no pants or anything. It was just disturbing. I mean, but <laughs> maybe they knew he was going to grow and they're like, that diaper is going to cut off circulation to his leg. So he's got to, I don't he's know. got to be free. Yeah. For his safety. Yeah. They can't have done it for that reason because it would paint them as remotely good parents. And that's against, <laughs> that's against the point of the movie. Oh, they changed that bedding a lot. Jeez Louise. But you never see the other kind of weird or interesting choices. You you don't ever see any kind of food or any, you know, any kind of normal thing. Like even other than him carrying it's not the, the balloons. It's not the oh, point of it. It's yeah, a parable. You know? he, grows, he grows up by the hour so that they can get him to the right age yeah. to enact the rest of the parable. Guess so. Yes. Let's go to our spoiler alert. Skip to 43 minutes and 40 seconds. My only actual note here is uh, this gay robot and this poet dude. I can't. I found that scene to be very amusing. Just their whole drunken demeanor and this the is poetry. What and when you make a mediocre poet robot. Do you think that? Do you think they kissed a little at some point? I don't know. <laughs> no, but I I really enjoyed the animation on the the other poet dude and like it, like his hair and like his cigarette, just all of his mannerisms was really fun to watch. I love that the the robot like the other guy had a drink and the robot had a, a can of oil yes. that he would pour on his neck. Yes, that was funny. Very good. Um. Yeah. So. So. We didn't talk about it, but the boy goes to the land of happiness. The plan the grandpa and the uh, professor enacted was to lock the door. Yeah. And, and, and So that's why then he has to go to the land of easy wins or whatever to get, to get the key, key that's supposed to open anything, but it doesn't because only a key made from hard work can do it. So uh, made from your own which hands. The robot tells the, the, the little girl robot tells the boy and it's little said, girl robot disguised as a fairy. Right. And she and she says that you've got to talk to the creator of the lock or whatever to learn how or something like that. So that's how he sees a name and then he goes to the the grandfather and it's like grandfather teach me so then he has to 
you know, actually try and like put effort into creating a key while the grandfather mostly just watches from a distance. Um, and so he learns the value of hard work and then, and then he, he leaves with his ball yarn to, to go unlock the thing. And he looks real sad. Then we see the professor and his robots getting drunk at a bar and his robot comes back and is still drunk and accidentally like, or per no purposely like hits the little girl robot. And so she's broken. And so the professor has to take the little girl robot to his boy. I mean, to the, uh, the, the <laughs> grandfather, uh, so he can fix it, but the grandfather's age is catching up to him. So his eyesight's going bad. So he's having a hard time doing it, but the grandson, uh, decided to come back and he's like oh let me try and he's able to fix it and then the little girl robot is fixed and then the mom and the dad come in the room for some reason and all of them stand in a line and look at the screen yes. and give you the moral uh, of of the movie um, the moral being mm -hmm. happiness is when a person is learned skillful and uses his gifts to help others and they uh, stare at you and say that and that's the movie. <laughs> so <And> scene. So <laughs> curtain comes down. I I do I will say this real quick as you're thinking, mm -hmm. sorry, don't don't forget to think. They do show the grandfather mentoring though the son because he teaches yeah. or the grandson teaches him how to use the tools. And also when the fairy sends her, sends him to the grandfather, he doesn't she doesn't say it's your grandfather. She says like the master or the or the, the right. lockmaker the, the lock no, or something. Yeah. Um, so in that sense, that to me, that was the only part of the storyline that was then, I don't know, had some kind of nuance to it. But go ahead now. Do you want to sum up? Then after the I, end, ending. There's aspects of this overall moral that I don't necessarily disagree with, but overall I have to disagree with it. I do think that there's value in learning a skill or a craft or whatever and that you can be happy that way. But the idea that someone who is provided for is just inherently going to become a loafer if they don't have to work hard for what they have is stupid and terrible. And as much as Americans might like, might look at this movie and try to say, ha ha Russians and their dumb morality. That's basically what we think here too. <laughs> like, let's be real. America also has that mentality of like, you can't provide for these welfare Queens because then they'll, they won't work and they won't deserve what they're given. Yeah, imagine all the yeah. pushback for the uh, COVID relief payments that like, yes. really helped people. Yeah, like the idea that someone who is, let's say, doesn't actually have a job and is paid a living wage to just exist in the country, the idea that they're not going to ever contribute anything to society is like a falsehood. That's just not true. Someone might like spend a couple of weeks or months, but at that point it's like maybe you have depression and need to see a psychiatrist, but like they might spend a while doing ostensibly nothing, but eventually they're going to do something. They're going to find a hobby. They're going to find a craft. They're going to do something that they can then contribute to the world. Like that's just people get bored and then they want to do things like that's just the way of it. And also everyone deserves to live anyway. So even if they don't want to do anything that actually contributes to society, we as a society should be able to create a society where that can be okay. I don't know. I just like, I'm fundamentally against this idea, even if the I, the basic idea that learning a craft and, and contributing to society is good. Yes. But there's more to the message than that. Like it's the idea that, that you have to work for it. If it's not hard work, then you don't deserve it. It's not real good happiness is stupid. Well, also, you know, it's kind of interesting because it is a bit of an American, you know, work hard and you, and you build your own fortune and you become your own, your own, you know, millionaire. And through but that's hard not what this whatever. says though, No, because this uh, is the Russian mentality has some of that same, like, work ethic ideas to some degree, but it's more about providing for the community, which is in theory, ostensibly better than the individualism of America. But yeah, like they both kind of, both countries kind of have that viewpoint of needing to work for it. It's just one is more focused on the individual and one is more focused on. Yeah. 
And, and and again, I guess it's just because this was focused on the individual, but the end message was you, you need to use your gifts to help others. Right. So I guess that's why to me, which is like seems, on a basic yeah. level, yeah. Like on a basic level, you're like, yeah, but then you watch the movie and you're like, oh, but no, to a lot of this, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I I didn't mention before, but on whenever the grandfather was was changed into a poster the poster was like red and and had the the phrase like you don't work you don't eat on it but and then the fairy like scratched it out yeah um because yeah it was it's very silly and yeah obviously the mentality of you don't work you don't eat is messed up yeah (laughs) uh because then you have to ask the question of what who is deciding what constitutes enough work to eat who is deciding what kind of work determines you're able to eat not everyone is able to do the same types of work like it's a mentality that very much like um biases biases against say disabled people and stuff who might struggle to do what is typically considered the the right sort of work yeah it's just it's messed it's messed up um and again i don't want to make it very clear this isn't like a Man, those crazy Russians sure have terrible morals because I feel like a lot of this mentality is also very true of America. We just kind of like it put has, a different paint on it. It's a different spin, but <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of. We're very individualistic and yet we still like have a lot of the same mentalities of like you have to work to be able to get anything because you don't deserve handouts, like all that kind of BS. Like what if they're what if people who don't deserve it are getting these government programs, you know? Like we have to make sure that the wrong people don't get it. That would be a travesty. And then in the process you make getting the getting money from that program so complicated that many people who like need it and and qualify for it aren't able to get it still. It's yeah. Very frustrating. <laughs> No more spoilers. Let's go on to our favorites and least favorites. What was your least favorite scene in the movie? And if it's in spoilers, be vague. For me, it is when all of the characters look at the screen and state the moral. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of preachiness throughout the movie, but like that's, you know, that's pretty much the most preachy you can be. Yeah, I think the reason that it bothered me is just the way that it dramatically changed and morphed the mom and everyone's personalities. Yeah. They they come from being just these, you know, I don't know, angry, negligent, whatever, and they come in to the, and find out that their, you know, their child is, you know, with the grandfather being raised and doing all this kind of stuff, and and then they all smile. Oh, do this and this and this yeah, and this, so and, and almost like link hands. The way they all just stand there together, it was very weird. Yeah, and I mean, very it's awkward. a it's a parable, so I get it, but it doesn't yeah. make it less off putting. Yeah, I guess it feels like a play at the end. Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> it does. Let's all join hands and bow to the audience. Yeah, pretty much. Like, and yeah. this is whatever. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I'll agree. What was your favorite scene in the movie? Legit, I think for me, it's the scene in spoilers with uh, the poetry robot and another poetry guy. I that that part just really amused me. Either that or the song at the beginning that they sing around the table and then they're dancing and stuff. I that think was that, that was a mine. banger. I think my favorite is the little um, robot that was pretending to be a fairy when all the little shenanigans and, and dancing around and playing the game with the fairy to put the lock on and all. I just thought that was really cute. Yeah, that's a good one. Who was your least favorite character in the movie? I think for me, the least favorite character, again, and by no fault of her own, is is the mom, the way they, they made her. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the mom. She's made to be unlikable, um... And that in itself is also very upsetting, <laughs> like that they created her this way. So, yeah, she's Agreed. she's the worst because they made her the worst for bad reasons. You know, in fact, seriously, I thought she was like a stereotypical mean nurse when he first came mm. in. That's how severe they made her. I, I That's what I thought she was. I, the, I could the, immediately tell she was nagging, domineering wife. But no, I get what you're saying. Who was your... Favorite character in the movie? 
Mine is the little is the little the little uh, robot high. She's my favorite. I think I'm gonna go with the professor, but I do really like the little girl robot, and I also like the poetry robot. <laughs> but then he did do a mean thing at the end, so he goes down a little bit. But yeah, I think the professor. I think he's my favorite. He, his whole vibe is just fun the whole time. So. I really liked the design of the grandpa, actually. Yeah. Like, his... His I, movements and stuff, They too. did a really good job giving him the air of who he was supposed to be. Definitely. Uh, Very characterful. Was, like, pleasant to look at. Like, I like his mustache. But... But... Yeah. <laughs> I guess... I mean, the professor definitely also still agrees with him moralistically, so there's that for exactly. me. But, like... Yeah. The professor's vibe is just more fun. Yeah, I think I will go with the professor for that reason as well. Because I did like the design of the professor as well. Like his his beard situation and his glasses. So, so yeah, I'll go with the professor. But here's one thing that I will say that uh-huh. I do like about the grandpa. Because I did, I did like the grandpa. I, well, I don't I like, hate him. He's yeah. just the biggest vehicle for pushing the morality yeah, of the movie. And, but what I like and respect about... You know, him, not that this was his choice, I know it was the writer's, but that he didn't want his grandson to go to this land of happiness, but he was willing, but he, he checked it out. It wasn't just like, it has to be my way. He checked out to see, okay, well, will he be okay doing this? I mean, at first he did try to throw away the ball. Yes, exactly. But then once he was thwarted, he was like, okay, I'm going to investigate first. Yeah. Because or second, so, yeah, but yeah, so I, but I like that, and plus he was also willing to, you know, like I said, yeah, check it out himself to see, yeah. So it wasn't until he found out of oh, this isn't a good alternative that, yeah, that he pursued his way, and then they kept repeating, "We're, we're winning" or something. Where, what, what was their phrase? Like, "We're, we're ahead" remember. or "We're winning." I don't know. Uh, if there was an English dub of this movie, what character would Tim Curry play? Professor, maybe. It feels like either Professor or Grandfather. I think I lean towards Professor. I think he can do, like, the real kind of... He can go a little bit of a mad Professor vibe. Whoa, whoa, okay. Like, he can... But, like, he's not going to be evil. But, no. like, he can he can do his, like, laugh. Like, ha 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 and stuff like that as a Professor. What about the robot poet? Mm-hmm. That'd be fun, too. <laughs> yeah. That'd be fun, too. Oh, he could really... Ha- Ooh, he could hand that up real good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, I think that one for the opportunity for him to really hand he that up. He got some poetry, yeah. I, yeah, robot yeah. Poet. Robot poet. You're right. You're right. Galaxy brain take here. <laughs> well, that Valerie, too. We both looked at each other. Yeah. We I saw you guys, that, yeah. like, as I was talking, <laughs> we're having a, a, a moment. Let's go on to our overall consensus and what we would rate it. So for design and stuff... I would recommend watching it because I liked some of the design sensibilities of it with the, like, uh, retro-futuristic lab design. Um, it was really, like, boxy and stuff. Robots is fun. Yeah, but very, like, simplistic. Yeah. Using gradients and things. And, like, there was... Um, I liked the springy hair of the robot poet. Yeah, there yeah. was, like, <laughs> technology how they represented some of that, but also there was some like chemistry liquid sorts of things. And that were vials that were filling and then like, um, and, and, and pouring out into something. And I really liked that stuff. Animation was very cool, but, but (laughs) like story-wise, there wasn't anything stand out about it. And in fact, um, a little annoying. So, so it's hard to say that I would, recommend it even for like just generally students or something like that but but there were a couple interesting design things that i think you could pull out but but yeah i guess overall no i wouldn't recommend it as for score i think i will go mostly for looks 2.25 it it looks in animation like it looked good in that way for sure yeah i'm gosh i almost still still on the fence i if i recommended it it would be the same it would be kind of a a caveat or a very light recommendation just for the experience and the different i don't know different culture different i don't know different method to me i know we've probably seen some but this isn't an animation technique that i've seen a lot of at least so for that maybe but 
again, for story and whatnot. So it'd be kind of a caveat, you know, if you really want to see other animation techniques and some interesting takes on that. Um, Score-wise, you know, if, if I go on with with the thought, you know, would I want to see this again? And would I, I don't know. I think, I think I might, I think I might go, do I want to do 2.25 also? I'm not going to go over 2.25. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'll just go with 2.25 as well. Yeah, I think 2.25 seems reasonable. Um, I, I don't recommend it to children. They don't need to be inundated with this sort of message any more than they already are. I think it's interesting. There, It's a movie that I feel like I'm glad to have watched once. I'm not sure if I'd want to watch it a whole lot more than that. I think you could get some interesting things out of it. The animation's interesting. Some of the, the humor stylings are, are, are kind of fun. And the moral, the moral fiber of it is fascinating. I don't... Yeah, I don't know. I've light very lightly recommend it i feel like it yeah i'm trying to i would much rather watch all dogs go to heaven which i rated (laughs) as a two but um this movie doesn't have a third act that's completely broken so (laughs) um yeah it's interesting 2.25 thank you all very much for listening thank you and please join me um, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. CST um, on Nanacritter, N-A-N-A-C-R-I-T-T-E-R. You can find me both on Twitch and on YouTube, but join us live. We are an awesome, fun chat, and I am playing Witcher 3, my first playthrough. It is so much fun. You know, sometimes, many times, I can just nail my the enemies, but other times, you know, I die a lot. <laughs> but you know what? It's still fun. Having Whatever fun. happens, it's, it's super fun. And in fact, you know, my, my daughter rescues me on, you know, even on stream sometimes. I like when I can't get out of a burning barn. So yeah, yeah just come <laughs> join us. Come join us. Lots of fun. Next time, we will be watching a Disney movie about mice. Ooh. Hmm, what could that be? I don't know. We've already watched <laughs> two Disney movies about mice, <laughs> so Was it's it not about those. A Mickey Mouse? Oh. oh. We'll okay. have to see. <laughs> yeah. Until next time. Bye. Oh, thank you. Bye. Bye. Love y'all. Bye. This has been How's It Hold Up with Danica Juarez and Jan James. You can find our podcast on Twitter at How's It Hold Up Pod. That's with each word capitalized and no apostrophe. Also, if you'd like to support us, we have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash user question mark U equals 2790566. Every little bit helps, and even with a minimum pledge, you get access to things you won't hear in our main podcast feed. Check it out for more info. The two pieces of music used in this episode were created by Kevin McLeod. You can find both The Curtain Rises and Cool Cats at incomptech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H.com. Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0. Thanks for listening. <laughs>